0: Uh, go ahead usually uh, start this shit out do i i mean the one other time <laughs> that we did an intro yes yeah <laughs> uh so uh my name is wes and i met all right
1: and this is the fix it in postcast <laughs>
0: first thing that i wanted to discuss today was uh casting um so it's official we have our entire cast and uh, fantastic yeah our our lead is angel peen she is a fantastic young actress who uh just blew us away in auditions and uh you know when, when we brought her back in for callbacks later in the day we paired her with our uh, second lead, James Johnston. She had read with a couple other actors and um, James and her, just they fit. It it was like the perfect puzzle that we, we finally uh, got to see. And um, James literally is the embodiment of the character that, that he's going to be playing. And I was, I was leaning towards him immediately when he walked out of his his audition. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was partially because he was just so into the the role and and the knowledge behind um, this genre. Um, you know, he's 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 a very geeky guy, and uh, and he fits the character, um, and he 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 seems like the person that we're gonna have a blast with working uh, uh, on set. So it it was great to see that their chemistry worked so well because the two of them are fantastic actors and i'm excited to have them uh playing these leads
1: yeah i i saw i saw both of their uh the casting tapes that you guys had and i i liked Mm -hmm. both of them both of them seemed really just genuine good nice people so they they seem to really fit the roles Uh, go for it
0: and aside from them we have some uh some reoccurring uh cast members that have worked with uh with us before so we have uh tiffany brown Tavares uh returning um she was in tiger lily Mm -hmm. she played um juniper and now she's she's coming back Uh, most of the other roles in in this proof of concept are very small because again it's it's only 20 pages and i cut a lot of the characters um but she's going to just be playing uh this sales rep that's the main character talks to in a store you know i don't want to get into too many details but uh but yeah so she's in it and then always got to have nick mervash uh show his face i love nick Um, mervash yes yes but uh nick's nick's a character himself and um the role he's going to be playing is just it's it's perfect it it's just it works really well for for him and uh it's funny because i didn't reach out to them they actually reached out to me which uh which really made me happy it was nice to hear that they wanted to work with me again once uh they realized i was working on another project this is Tiffany and Nick, at first, you know, Tiffany, I was like, all right, cool. I know exactly where I'm going to put you. And I, uh, and I gave her the role and then Nick, I don't know why it was like, uh, I was, I was drawing a blank, but I was like, where am I going to put him? like, I don't even have any like older male characters in this. Like everyone's young and, uh, you know, like, uh, the youth on the streets, basically techno junkie, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh Yeah. I have this surgeon in in the proof of concept. Mm. And and the way I wrote this surgeon he's very bombastic and and just happy about every and little he's, thing. He's Nick Mervash. He's basically yeah. Nick Mervash. And I was like, "Holy crap, I not only wrote this this older male character, but it, it somehow fits Nick really well." So I was like, "Perfect. Uh it's it's great." Because uh, you know it's a small role and it's and it's it's impactful, but at the same time it's not you know like it doesn't make or break this this uh, proof of concept. It's it's part of the world building. It adds to the world, and um and I'm just excited to see that that whole thing come come about. And Nick is a perfect person to to be able to live in this world and and make sense. Yeah, so. So those are pretty much all the main, um, players in this, uh, you know, we're going to have a whole shoot day where there's a lot of extras involved. Um, so there's, you know, there's probably going to be another handful of actors, um, maybe, maybe 10 more Mm -hmm. actors, but, uh, right now they're all pretty much up in the air. We do have a, a couple of people, um, that will be playing like day players, which, you know basically translates to they have a couple of lines of dialogue um randy mamoli might be returning uh for a small bit role and uh just a couple other people but other than that those are pretty much the main speaking roles and um yeah super excited uh like i said september 7th is going to be our first shoot day awesome and uh yeah yeah, super excited!
1: Awesome. So, uh, you were saying that you got some locations finalized?
0: Yeah. So, um, I, I wouldn't say they're they're one hundred percent locked down yet. Where we're very close. You know, as I as I think I've stated before, we did a huge location scout in Jersey City, um, back in June. Now I think it was, and uh, found some really great places. We're just about to lock in um the couple of spots that i really like because september 7th is going to be all the jersey city exteriors so that day is going to focus on everything jersey city it's actually probably the one day that we're going to be spending in jersey city the rest is going to be interiors and various other locations Mm -hmm. um throughout jersey and new york but um but yeah so uh, I'm excited for that day, and I'm excited for it to be the first day because I I want our actors to really get that sense of being in Jersey City. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if either of the leads, yeah, have ever been to Jersey City before. I, I'm excited for them to be there and see just Jersey City is full of full of art and culture. It's it's a very interesting city in in new jersey i i didn't really know much about it myself until my friend and producer of this movie robert mandanisi was living there and i stayed with him and he took me around town and it's just it's a beautiful city in the good parts yeah and um there's a lot of stuff to do there and a lot of art and um it's, it's a really cool place. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm super excited for that to be the first place for them to see, really get what we're trying to do with this film. And um, from there, we are going to be shooting, um, you know, like I said, a bunch of interiors throughout New Jersey and New York. And... Um, Then we have one built, and yeah, we have one set that we're building uh, locally to us um, in the Asbury Park area, and yeah, I mean that's that's roughly everything. But anyway, so that's where we are with locations. I I, I mean, I'd say we're about eighty-five percent. So we're we're getting there. I just need people to say okay. Basically, that's where we are right now. So as soon as the okays come in, uh, we'll be we'll be getting ready. And um, one of the other things that I've been doing. So that I'm ready when that is all situated is the equipment side of things today, especially. I was I was trying to figure out what I really want to shoot this thing on, and I keep tell me
1: what you want,
0: what you really really want. (laughs) I wanna, I wanna, I wanna shoot on probably the Sony A7S II you know there was there was other options that i was looking at um, my cinematographer and i were back and forth um, i shoot on sony now sony mirrorless cameras i have an mm-hmm. a7s and he shoots canon he has a, a canon 5d mark 4 which uh you know both great cameras and um, his his camera's fantastic i've i've been thinking about upgrading to the a7s2 as well anyway so um two birds one stone i just i love the design of sony's cameras and mm-hmm. i'm i'm more familiar with them N- not that i'm going to be the one shooting but um i i think it would work better for my ecosystem because yeah.
1: well you already have we, lenses and you're familiar with it and
0: right and then we can we can you know um get some other lenses uh more prime lenses and things like that mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of one sixteen, a fifty, and an eighty-five would probably be well rounded enough for us to do what we need to do, and uh, yeah, so so that's what I'm leaning towards. Um, The only thing that kind of bugs me
1: about the uh, the A7s uh, two and uh, there's an A7s three,
0: right? That that one's just come out. Not yet. No. Yeah, they still have yet to announce it, and it's it's annoying me because
1: the second you buy a two, you'll get (laughs) the will release the three. (laughs) Exactly. Um, my only issue with that and and that like it is got fantastic low like the the A7S by itself has amazing low light. It's great. The only problem that I have with it, uh, aside from the fact that they're like, uh, we're not gonna shoot native four K in the S, but only in the S two, is the rolling shutter. Uh, yes, I, I. That is the only thing that bugs me about the A7s, and I know you can do like a speed booster and use a a crop lens and put right, the speed right. booster and it, uh, it, and reduce the rolling shutter that you get on it. But it just for like anything that's like moving it, it bugs the crap out of me. Uh, and, and yeah, the A7s, sure. uh, or rather the A7s, like I notice it. Uh, not you know, not so much when there's like something moving, but when you move the camera, oh, I definitely notice it. Uh, and I know you can fix it in uh, what's it called? You you can you can run some like After Effects kind of things to minimize
0: he, it. You, you you were about to say fix it in post, yeah? You forgot? I know. I, <laughs> I our podcast I, is I know, called that.
1: I know. I know. I know you can fix it in post. <laughs> Here, we'll fix that in post. We'll just put that. Uh, but uh, th- there's just like, it, it, that bugs me. Uh, I yeah. I hate how we, we've like commoditized the, the parts of the cameras and made everything like super cheap and made it really accessible. Now you can get a ultra low light 4K camera that amazing technology. But what we've sacrificed is now we don't have global shutter. And without yeah. global shutter, you get all the artifacts of rolling shutter. And for taking a picture, eh, you're probably not going to notice because it does a really quick frame. Rate. But you're absolutely limited by the rolling shutter and the speed of the rolling shutter. Nothing you can do can change the fact that it can't process, you know, the the light coming to it immediately. Right. But when you get into global shutter uh, cameras, the the prices skyrocket uh and you you wind up with uh an APS C size sensor for what you would pay a really, really good, you know, full frame uh rig, you know, lens and camera setup you would need to pay in order to get a global shutter less good camera. So it's that's the trade-off. I mean you can cheat it by doing specific techniques uh in order to kind of hide the global uh the the rolling shutter. Hmm. Uh, and you could just film it that way. And you know, you're you a DP to say, all right, let's minimize this and still capture what we're trying to get. And you can absolutely do that. It just, it's one of those things that bugs me. It's like, why is this
0: still a thing? Why do you have to pay $50,000? It, it's something you and I have talked about um, in the past, but uh, limitations, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and limitations um, breed creativity. Yeah. And... You know, having something like that and being aware of the fact that there is rolling shutter on the camera, like, that shouldn't stunt what you want to do. It should only make you figure out a way to do it, but getting around that issue. Yeah, well, I mean, that will help influence a stylistic
1: choice. So now you're taking a limitation and turning it into uh, a stylistic aspect of the film. So you can you can do it. It is possible. It's just, it's going to take a minute to get to that point. Right. You know what I mean? It's going to take a minute to say, okay, how can we make this work for us in a way that will work stylistically? And it'll all be influence and it'll all work itself out in the wash. And you're probably already seeing it in, in current, you know, lower budget or not even because you can, they they'll they use the A7S2 on set like it it's a it's a camera that's being used by filmmakers so you know, to either capture low light or you know what have you it's being used and the stylistic choices that revolve around using that camera are already in place uh, it, it's just about developing that into something noticeable yeah or not noticeable huh?
0: But yeah, so anyway, so that's you know that's definitely where we're where I'm leaning towards. Anyway, I haven't had a discussion about equipment in length with my cinematographer yet. We're gonna be uh, getting into that uh, as soon as we can. Um, but yeah, and aside from video equipment, we ha- again we haven't talked lights tremendously. Mm-hmm. The good part about the day that we're shooting. On the set is there's a lot of lights already on the actual set that we're shooting. Yeah, in so it's you'll really have access. Just, yeah, it's manipulating those lights the way we need them, and we have somebody working there that that works in that space all the time.
1: the The innovations that they've made in uh, like lights, you can get like panel LEDs that have you know you can tune the color of them and intensity for what would cost like a ridiculous amount for like big like kino lets you get you know a small compact lighting kit for not a very large amount of money and you can because you can adjust the color temperature and the brightest you can tune it to whatever situation you're in uh it's really neat uh with the new technology that they've had with these There's, i've seen a handful of videos on just different like it's like oh here's our new lighting equipment it's this you know panel that fits in a little suitcase but you know it has everything that you need for it and you can set it to whatever color you can color correct whatever you want on set it's pretty crazy
0: yeah i mean i've seen some of that stuff as well obviously because of our budget i want to keep it pretty pretty low in cost and it'd be nice to see uh what led panels we might be able to get our hands on that aren't too expensive Mm -hmm. oh the other the only other piece of equipment i guess i would i would. Mention right now uh for production is sound and uh i mean i've been using for years now and it's it hasn't done me wrong but uh we're we're probably going to be recording to the tascam d40 Uh, it's a great little uh sound recorder and you know i mean you've you've used it Mm -hmm. quite often and it's it's fantastic the only thing that i'm going to be upgrading is uh, i think i definitely think i'm going to upgrade to uh um a road this time i was using a very off-brand um shotgun mic and mm-hmm. um it's just it's just time especially for this this production i want it to be something really good um but I was just probably gonna upgrade to the road ntg 2 um which is a great shotgun mic and yeah i mean other than that that's it's really all I'll probably need
1: yeah i mean it's 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 not you know the tool you got it's it's how you use it and... Of course, the best camera is the one that you have. the best audio right. equipment is the one that you have, so
0: yeah, you're definitely right about that, and uh, I mean, you and I have learned that, and I mean progressively throughout our history of making films, uh, I mean they have only gotten better, thankfully mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and there's
1: there's a lot that you can do with uh with just the bare minimum you could. Do a whole movie on your cell phone if you want. Oh, if you for put sure. the time in, uh, and we have done parts of <laughs> films on cell phones when the camera batteries and everything else died, or we needed something small that you could just throw somewhere, or for a certain type of effect, you can absolutely do that. You know, it, for, for some of the things we did in Legacy of Snakes, where we re- used a phone camera sure. shot at like super, like those, you couldn't really tell a difference in quality, at least no, I mean... on, on the finished product.
0: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It, you definitely, you definitely could before we did color correction oh, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, manipulation of um, the, the footage, but yeah, you're right about that. And I, uh, and I mean, it wasn't like we shot the whole movie on a phone, but you no. know, it just, it happened to go that route and it unfortunately was what it was, but we made it work and yeah, you're yeah. right. It, it, you know, looked great. I, I mean, I watched that today and I even forget sometimes myself that we shot, those certain uh shots see, yeah, on the yeah. phone
1: yeah it, it's it's such a because i remember watching i'm like oh no we did this on a phone but you couldn't <laughs> tell because of the post-processing because you know we fixed it in post and uh <laughs> yeah, see you didn't forget this time so nah. uh be, but like you couldn't tell because it of what you've done with it and this is tools that these are tools that anyone has access to right you just have to put in the time but yeah it, it's all it's all there you don't need crazy equipment so
0: so it's funny um since you did mention cell phones i uh, just want to quickly uh shout out there to um samsung i don't know if you got to see their uh conference but they announced the new samsung note 10
1: mm-hmm. with um, no headphone jack
0: yeah I, I mean look man i'm i'm one of those i'm um I'm a futurist. I don't really care about these things, in my opinion. Like, I, I haven't used a headphone jack in probably – all right. I won't say 10, but like five or six years now because I just – I don't need it, which it's funny that I'm saying that because right now I am using a headphone jack mm-hmm. because we're completely wired in here with our headphones and our mic and all that. But it's a different situation for a different use. And right, in my opinion, cell phones just don't need them anymore. Everybody I, and their mother has Bluetooth headphones, and that's what they're using on a phone. And and I'm, you know, I'm the same way. Like I don't, I don't, <laughs> I haven't plugged headphones into a cell phone in God knows how long. Like uh, now, seriously,
1: you know, I am a very early adopter on the whole Bluetooth headset thing. Yes. I am, I've been using a Bluetooth earbud for years. I right. buy way, way cheap, I like four or five dollar ones that are the smallest ones you can get from China. I get a couple of them shipped over, and they last me about like six months until I either destroy them or they don't hold the charge anymore, and then I get another one because they're stupid cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I am all aboard the Bluetooth train. I I don't like having cables, but. The problem happens when you need a cable, when you need to be able to have that uh, that input, and you don't have it. And mm-hmm. it, there's no is... reason not to have it. They say, "Oh, there's not enough room." There's plenty of room. There's um. Oh, I think that's something. from this is a YouTube channel called Strange Parts, where mm-hmm. this guy who you know he lives in China. He's an American guy who moved to China. Uh, for whatever reason or for school I, I, i'm not going to tell his whole biography but uh, he kind of hit like went viral where he d- went to video went to shenzhen uh, the marketplaces and he built an iphone off of parts that he bought from random people and That's he cool. yeah so he went through the market the cell phone you know the they have giant electronics markets and tons of like when you send a phone to be you know send it in if it's not refurbished it's sent to china they buy you know bucket loads of phones take them all apart and then sell the components individually so a motherboard here you know that you can get the chips that are on the phone uh so he he did one where he upgraded the memory on his uh his iphone so he hmm. he, he expanded the memory but you have to do all this like crazy like bios flashing and you have to do um you have to desolder it very carefully and then you have to put new solder on it make the little balls to put the chip on and then remelt that on and hope everything works but he did it he he went and he made his own phone for about what you pay for like a refurbished phone uh but he he did it all custom and then when he upgraded uh his phone didn't have a headphone jack so he made a part that adds a headphone jack to the phone. He's like, "Hey, well, this is the spot where the headphone jack would be, and it's just an empty spot inside the phone." Uh- so, uh, he made like a special ribbon cable that attached to part of the phone and attached to a very small headphone jack, and he drilled out the part in the phone so he could have the headphone jack. And he added a headphone. He was selling like kits for a while that, "Hey, if you want to, you can do this too." It was he ha- he went through the process of showing how you get these small parts made in China uh how you know, oh, this is the place where you go. and he did like a factory tour of all of the places that supplied the parts that it used for it. It's really interesting and he st- he did um he did a galaxy uh s nine plus recently, and it cost him about like two hundred and eighty dollars to make a phone out of random parts hmm uh which is about what you pay for a refurbished phone, but you know he it's not really about the money savings. It's about going through and finding the parts. And then he got it x-rayed and like, yeah, the camera module is a counterfeit camera, a camera module, uh, because it's missing this, this, this part. And they could find it on the x-ray compared to a, uh, a, a brand new phone that they bought from Best Buy. So it, it's a really uh, neat channel. It's called strange parts. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's a very kind of niche, like techie, do it yourself kind of thing but it's really interesting because it you know he shows you as he walks around the marketplaces in China and it
0: it's really neat sounds awfully like something that my main character would do in this movie so that's an interesting thing that you brought up
1: watch the videos cuz this is as close to a semi dystopian techno uh
0: well yeah i mean um china is a huge mm-hmm um epicenter of of what cyberpunk really is it's crazy oh yeah but but, uh, and and maybe you
1: can get the chinese government to sponsor your film
0: it's an interesting thing to say um i don't know if you're familiar but um yes the ryan johnson film looper was uh yeah sponsored by china
1: yeah that's what i'm thinking like oh this is a great way that they can just kind of uh, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to ruin your <laughs> chances. But read the news in Hong Kong, and you'll 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 see what I was going to make uh, references to. Gotcha. I uh, think it's something Rob China, also sent to me. China is a great and powerful nation, and yeah, I only yeah. want uh, the best for uh, your endeavors with China.
0: Oh well, thanks. Should they should they come up and offer you tons of money? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so no, I I, I wasn't. Speaking about the headphone jack, but I am going to say one other thing about that before we move on. So yeah, I completely agree with you that they definitely could have put it in there. It's not a it's not a a, a matter of room or space. My phone has it's one a, and it's waterproof. Just going right. to put that out there. It's it's a matter of moving forward. And, and honestly, they use, that, they use that excuse, oh, it's for space, so oh, it's because it doesn't fit anymore, oh, so on and so forth, so that people don't give them shit about it. But yet, obviously, people do anyway. Mm-hmm. But the normal consumer, they're not going to give them shit. They're not going to be like, oh, well, you know, you didn't put it in there, and you lied. No, they're just going to move on with their lives. And they're going to find a way to use it if they use it, and they're going to find a way to not use it if they don't use it. If Apple kept the headphone jack, they would have kept the headphone jack. If Apple was interested in
1: moving forward, they would have put USB-C on the new iPhone.
0: Oh well, you're right. They about didn't,
1: that. so they're not
0: interested in moving forward. The only reason why I was bringing it up was because we were talking about equipment and filming with phones, and uh, the Samsung Note 10. Uh, they they did some updates to their camera, I which saw. allow yeah, which allows you to use their um their intuitive depth of field mm-hmm. features. Um, to shoot video now, not just photos, which it which it has been for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, so that's a really cool update that will enhance um, filmmaking on phones. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest. I I've been a note um, I've been a note user for the last five years. I'd say, and um, the the only reason why Samsung really keeps getting me back is because they are the only ones that have a stylus built into their phone. Um, so if, if I, I have been saying this for years, but if Google would just somehow do something that they were able to do the same thing, I would have moved already to the pixel, but you're ne- probably the only person who actually cares about the stylus. Isn't it funny? But, uh, but honestly, I, I, I know I'm part of a 1%, not the good 1% that I wish I was part of, but, um. I, I like that stylus, and I like having that option. And if if I went to a different phone that doesn't have it, I'd feel I'd feel the loss. I'd feel that missing piece. I'd always be wanting to use it, and it wouldn't be there. So ultimately, Samsung has me has my balls in a vice, and I'm going to get the Note 10, obviously. Mainly, and how of that you reason. feel about the stylus? Another antiquated piece of technology is how other
1: people feel about the headphone jack. Which <laughs> fine. And, and I mean, really, you could just store the stylus in a headphone jack, and yeah, and just make it so you have to take the stylus out in order to use the headphone jack. That's I think that's a million dollar idea. Samsung, uh, patent pending. Uh, uh, Samsung, anyway. if you want to give me money or I don't know, sponsor a film or something, I'm I'm really easy.
0: Or her, her postcast. Yeah. But yeah. It's so anyway,
1: not yet sponsored by Amazon, but. <laughs>
0: Or Samsung or Google oh, or yeah, whoever yeah. wants to do <laughs> Amazon's here. definitely
1: not going to be a sponsor. <sighs> we we <laughs> already yeah, sunk so, that shit.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, uh, I think that's cool things that will always be moving forward with phones. And I'll tell you, like, give it another 10 years and phones are going to be to the point where... Cam- like camera phones will be real cameras, and we'll be able to make full movies with these things, and it- nobody will bat an eye anymore. And for a look be- at
1: what the future holds for phones, uh, watch
0: upgrades, a Han Films production. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but anyway, that's pretty much most of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, we are doing our read through and rehearsal this weekend, and I will update you guys further on our next podcast uh, to talk about how that went. Anyway, so um, that was this episode of Fix It and Postcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Nice.
0: Me too.